MasterPod Season 2. I'm very excited for my second guest. Not only did we study together in Uppsala, we were also roommates at some point in time and I was there and very nervous when she first applied to her current company. From doing an internship at SCB to becoming a sustainable investment analyst to now being a sustainable finance specialist, Anne definitely has a lot to talk about. And I'm very happy that she chose to come onto the MasterPods a second time. Hi Anne. How are you doing? And how did you like my introduction? Hello, Laura. I liked it very much. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be on the MasterPods the second time. So thanks for having me. Glad to have you anytime. Before we get started, can you please tell our listeners what SCB is and what you're currently doing there? Yes. So SCB is a Swedish bank that is located in Stockholm, where I'm also working in the headquarters. SCB stands for Skandinaviska Inskilda Banken. And my role, as you just said, is being a sustainable finance specialist in a team that is called Climate and Sustainable Finance, where we are working with different kinds of sustainability tasks around our clients in the bank. I can't believe it's been two years Yes, it has been nearly two years. It's going to be two years in March. That's amazing. How did you end up in your current position? I started by applying for a summer internship position. And uh, then I liked the internship and I liked the team that I, that I worked within then. And uh, then it just, yeah, it just went from there. I got offered a full-time position after that. I finished my master's and then I ended up in this team that we have now, Climate and Sustainable Finance. We have that since summer 2020 when the bank established this new division for sustainability. It's called Sustainable Banking and it is headed by our chief sustainability officer, a new position that SEB did not have before. And there they kind of pulled together all of the sustainability people in the bank. And it's super interesting to work there. Yes, that's super interesting. And we're definitely going to dive into that later. But for everyone who did not listen to your first episode on the podcast, maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit more about what you studied before you came to SCB. Yes, so I studied international relations in my bachelor, and then I studied together with you and with the other two podcast hosts, um, sustainable development in Uppsala at Uppsala University and the Swedish uh, Agriculture University. And now when you look back to when you were 15, uh, did you think that you would ever work with sustainable finance? <laughs> Not at all. Even if you would have asked me five years ago or even at the beginning of our master's, I knew that I wanted to work with sustainability, but I had no idea where I would end up. And I'm so, so thankful that uh, I chose SEV um, in the first place. Do you actively incorporate sustainability in your life? Yes, I do, definitely. But I think that I can make a bigger impact through my job than my personal life. Do you have a favorite sustainability resource? And if you've listened to our last episode of season one, um, then you know that Olivier loved your sustainability tip. Uh, so I'm very excited what you have for this season, Anne. <laughs> yeah, I think my tip would be the same one as in season one, investing sustainably. Um, but I have a new favorite sustainability resource, if I may promote another podcast on the Absolutely. Master Pods. 
Okay, thank you. It's called Outrage and Optimism. And it's ah, we had that one last yeah, week. Yeah, okay, perfect. Well, it's hosted by Christiana Figueres, who was, amongst other things, the UN head negotiator of the Paris Agreement. And she has so many interesting people on that podcast. I actually just looked it up because Adam Valin, who was here last week, he also promoted it. Um, so I'm definitely going to give it a listen. Yeah, it's so great. Thank you, Anne, for giving us a little insight into your take on sustainability. And now I want to know a lot more about your work. And the most important question comes first. What do you like about your job? Oh, you know me and uh, you know that answer is going to be so long. But I would say, um, first of all, it's very interesting and it's challenging and you really have the feeling that you're that you're changing something. I love my colleagues. I love the work that we're doing, for example, advising bigger investors and how to invest all of our pension money. You really feel that, that you can make a difference. And then I also have tons of different tasks and I got to take responsibility from the beginning. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's super interesting. It's fast paced. It's a lot of different things that you can do there. And uh, yeah, I could go on and on, but stop there. <laughs> I mean, I lived with you when you started your internship at SCB. And I just remember you coming home and being so excited. And uh, yeah, that was really inspiring. Yes, yes. And it's it's honestly the people and just seeing that they take sustainability um, as their responsibility and as something that is so important for, for finance and uh, for investing. Um, That is, that is the, the greatest thing, my colleagues. When you go for lunch with your colleagues, is sustainability the main topic there as well? Not always. I would say that we're talking about a lot of things, but it's definitely something that is always there. And it's great to see that for them, it's not just a job. It's also something that they're interested in in, in their free time. And we are discussing loads of different things. Is there a particular project that you found most memorable? Since I started at SEB, I'm working with a portfolio tool that's called Impact Metric Tool. So as I said, I'm mostly working with institutional investors, safe pension funds, and we use that tool to measure the sustainability of investment portfolios. And my team is not only doing portfolio analysis and going out to clients with it, we're also developing that tool further. And so I would say that is the project that I find still most memorable. It's ongoing, but it's also one of my most favorite parts about work. How many people are in your team? That's a little bit harder to answer. We have a bigger team that's around 12 people. And then we are working with all kinds of different clients of the bank. So we are working towards just normal consumers like you and me. Then we're working towards um, companies that want to have sustainable financing. And then just as I do also with the institutional investors. So this bigger team has a lot of different tasks. And then in my smaller team, I would say that we're, we're around three people that are working very, very closely with the impact metric tool. Did most of your colleagues also study sustainability or did they study finance? Um, it starts to get a little bit more mixed, but I think most of them have either studied finance or engineering or, or something like that. And then they were always interested in sustainability and kind of 
came into that space from from the other side. And then there are now a little bit younger people or people that have maybe worked in finance before and then took a break and studied sustainability and came back. So it's a great mix of people that have a lot of different experiences. Yes, that's so important to have these transdisciplinary teams. I think that was one of the main takeaways from our study program as well. Yes. What would you say is um, the main problem being a sustainable professional? Staying up to date, actually. There's so much that happens in sustainable finance and so many different kind of subfields. It's really, really hard staying up to date. So reading a lot, trying to just... Yeah, see what happens in the space. That's really true. And then then Good Path podcasts can also be really helpful. Yes, and LinkedIn, actually. <laughs> yeah, and LinkedIn, <laughs> that's sure. Although uh, you have to have a good network for LinkedIn to be useful. Yeah. There has been a growing concern among consumers regarding greenwashing. Is this a problem in your line of work? I think you will always encounter greenwashing when you work with sustainability. Um, I am, amongst other things, working with something that is called the EU taxonomy. It's regulation coming from the European Union or the European Commission. And uh, this is a definition of sustainability to prevent exactly greenwashing in sustainable investments and in sustainable finance overall. Because, uh, yeah, it, it, I think it's always a problem when you're working with sustainability. Do you have any idea of what we could do against greenwashing? I think such a common definition, just as the EU is working with now, is a good first step. Because when you do not define what sustainability actually is, is this investment sustainable, yes or no, then investors can have different takes on it. And they can sell different kinds of products and call them green. And then maybe they are not green. And then also, how do we advise um, I think such a definition is a great first step to kind of streamline and have something to put against the greenwashing. What is a green product for you? <laughs> that, is, uh, that is actually hard to answer. Um, I am personally very interested in, in climate. So I would say that there are some really, really interesting, for example, impact investing opportunities, companies that are trying to find solutions against climate change, where I would say that these are really dark green investment opportunities. Do you have any upcoming project that you're excited about? We're not really working in the in a project kind of form. We more have ongoing tasks, like I said, the impact metric tool, and then we have client cases more or less. And um, I would say that I'm always excited about most to all of my projects, but I, I couldn't name like a specific one. I'm sorry about the next question, Anne. Uh, I always hate when people ask me that in job interviews, um, but I'm gonna ask it nevertheless. Where do you see your professional self develop over the next couple of years? Yes, uh, the hate is also true for me. I I actually don't really know how to answer that question. So let's say in the short term, I have set myself some real realistic goals. So, so for example, I want to further educate myself when it comes to finance, as you said, or as I also said now in this interview, I'm coming from the sustainability side of things and I have not worked in a bank before. So I feel like this will be really, really helpful for, for my professional future to just 
get more into finance. And then I also want to widen my network and we will see which opportunities that leads to. But actually in the long term, I'm very open and just as with this position that I could not have dreamed of five years ago, where we would just see how it goes. I really like working in sustainable finance and I think I will stay here for a while. Yeah, I mean, that's always very hard to say in our ever-changing world. Um, I mean, it's even hard to say what you're going to do in the next year. But of course, um, uh, I wish you a lot of luck for your upcoming endeavors. Thank you. Do you have any specific work goals that you're trying to achieve? Hmm. I would say um, it's the it's the thing about further educating myself when it comes to finance. That is something that I really, really look forward to. There's still so much to learn. And the more I understand about investing, um, the more I can be helpful to, to our clients. Not that I don't understand everything <laughs> or not that I don't understand anything yet, but uh, um, no, it, it, there's, there's still so much to learn. So that is one thing. And then the other thing is that uh, right now we're working or I am working a lot with these kind of different EU regulations that are coming, for example, the EU taxonomy. And I really want to stay in that space and develop more. There are so much opportunities there looking at this whole regulatory framework that is coming. And it's so exciting how fast it's going. So my work goal is to, um, yeah, even get even deeper into these different kinds of regulations and really be able to be helpful for investors there. You mentioned before that the EU taxonomy really changed um, sustainability in the finance sector. How else do you see your your field of work change? It's it's going really, really fast. I said before that there are so many things ever changing in the different kinds of subfields that there are. And uh, I would say it's especially going to see, going from seeing sustainability as a trend to actually understanding that sustainability considerations are an important part of the investment process. There's so many regulatory changes, not only the EU taxonomy, there's a lot more coming from the EU, but also when you look at the UK or uh, even if you look at Asia, there's so many regulatory changes coming that drive the development of the entire field of sustainable finance and sustainable investments. And then also a lot of recommendations and investor initiatives and ah, yeah uh, it's adapting really really fast would you say that sustainability is really part of every project at SCB or is it really just more present and important in your department um, I would definitely say that the sustainability considerations are becoming more and more integrated in every part of what SEB is doing. And I'm actually very proud of uh, being able to work at a bank who takes sustainability um, as so important. Then, of course, I think it's more or less integrated, uh, depending on where you're looking at. But I think there are so many people that are interested in it and so many decisions that are made with sustainability in mind. Awesome. Well, Anne, I really hope that once I start my job, uh, I'll talk about it like you talk about your job. <laughs> well, hopefully you, you will start yours now. Yeah, let's see how, uh, how I talk about it in a couple of months. Do you have a tip, Anne, for someone who starts out in or who wants to start out in the field of sustainability? Yeah, so I always had a hard time networking. 
but that was actually what I what I just did. Um, I tried it in my masters. It was uh, more or less successful. But then when I started the SCB, I just went out and I tried to speak to people. We have so many people working with sustainability, and it's so interesting and helpful to to get to know them in SCB. But then also outside of of your organization, wherever you will start working, I know that there are many workplaces where you maybe just have one or two people working with sustainability. So it's even more important to get your network outside wherever you are. And in Stockholm, for example, we have the YSP, the Young Sustainability Professionals, which is such a helpful resource or has been for me. So trying to find these kind of networks also because it's easier being able to talk to someone who kind of experiences the same things or who has maybe answers to questions that, that you couldn't answer yourself. Do you have like a specific question that you always ask them or do you just go up to them and talk about sustainability? Um, mostly I'm asking them what they are working with and uh, um, try to try to find if we have some common links or something in common that we're both working on, but also just trying to understand the different aspects of sustainability. I don't think that people always understand how big a bank actually is and what a bank actually works with. Um, we have several thousand employees just in Stockholm and then also on all the different sites. So in the Nordics and in Germany and even in, in Hong Kong and Singapore and so on. And just understanding that all of these people work with sustainability and look at sustainability from different angles and then understanding what they're actually working with is so helpful to understand the bank better, understand them better, and also understanding that yeah, sustainability is not just my angle, but so many different ones. And this is a question where Rachel, Olivier and I said we actually need um, our own episode for this question. But what is for you sustainability? <sighs> I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a question you can't really answer in one sentence. No, it's not. And I remember that, that you guys asked a similar one last time in the, in the season one interview. And I think I said something like, oh, it's ESNG, you know, so environmental, social and uh, governance. And I, I or, or maybe I also said environment, social and then maybe economics. I, I don't know. But it's, it's just so hard. I guess in the end, you could always co come back to the Brundtland definition or the definition of the Brundtland report where they just said, yeah, it's a future that is just as good for, for our children as it has been for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's always a safe answer. And I also <laughs> yes. realize now that I start working, I think it's it's going to be important to ask my colleagues what their definition of sustainability is, because it, it can differ so much um, from one person yes. to another. That is very true, especially because so many are just looking at the environmental or climate aspect. And I know that I'm guilty of that as well, because that's just something that personally interests me so much. So climate is always the first thing I'm thinking of. And then sometimes I'm encountering people that think more of social sustainability. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's also sustainability. So that is actually, yeah, it's a, it's a good advice. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Anne, for coming on to the MasterPods. Is there anything that I missed that I didn't ask you that you would like to add today? 
No, I think you asked very interesting questions and I'm very happy that I have been here again. Thank you so much. Then thank you for coming on today. I wish you best of luck with your future endeavors. Thank you. And of course at SCB. And to everyone listening, thank you for tuning in today and hear you next week. Bye bye. Bye. episode was produced by Laura Messner, Rachel Gradin, and Olivier Rostan. Today's guest was Anne Kestner. Thanks to Jacob Rosin for providing us with the funky music. 